Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, Saints go to Indianapolis, come away with a big win, four and four, now back home to face the Bears and then Minnesota. So two big ones in the NFC. But Mickey, I guess I don't know. We've 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 been down this road before, and every win is hard. Every win is big. And you, you know, and then you go on to the next week, right? Yeah. Well, you don't have much time, you know, to enjoy them. Uh, hence the 24 hour rule. Uh, that that coaches talk about often, but look, it's it's uh, you know it's so difficult to win. It's especially difficult to win on the road, and so whenever you get a win on the road, um, that's pretty special. And because of the because of the mini buy, and there was so much talk about the things that were kind of ailing this team, so to speak, third down, red zone. I mean, it was kind of ad nauseum, right? And so to come out and and do it and do it well. Uh, and then it's, you know, immediately it's always, you know, well, you got to do it, you know, back to back. You got to do it. You got to be more consistent. But that being said, 50% on third down, uh, strong in the red zone, uh, you know, played a big factor in this game. Yeah, look, we, um, you know, you said it uh, exactly right, is that the the things that have ailed us um, have been situations um, particularly red zone and, and third down. And um, look, we've had opportunities and yet we haven't been able to capitalize. So it was good to continue to move the football, which we did, um, and particularly good to get in the red zone and score. I think we were three for four yep. technically in the red zone, but the last one was, was um, you know, we, we weren't really, I, I shouldn't say we weren't trying to score. We were trying to score and yet, we were, we knew that a field goal would um, burn some clock. Was there's no, yeah, there's burn, no we we're trying to burn some clock, and then right. we knew that a field goal just puts us up two scores and and um, effectively puts the game away. So um, that was good. We had a lot of we had a lot of great play from a lot of different players um, who contributed, um, and so that was good to see. And I think we probably have talked about this before, but because. If you looked at Indy, Indy was two of three in the red zone, one of one goal to go. So it wasn't like they, you know, struggled in that area. It's just that you as an offense can't struggle, right? You don't have to be perfect, but you can't be one for four, right? One for three. Right. Um, well, look, we knew we knew going into this game that they had had success scoring. You know, they were the only team in the league that had scored 20 points every game. And so we knew that that um they were pretty proficient at, at scoring, you know, that two for three is a little deceptive in that, well, it isn't deceptive because it's two for three, but 
we had him stopped um, and then committed a, a penalty and gave him a second chance and and they were able to score. So um, I would have liked to, that have been uh, one for three. But again, you know, it was uh, we put 38 points on the board. That was good to see. We had over 500 yards of offense in. And, um, you know, I think that's the third game in a row now that we've had at least 400 yards of offense. So that those are good signs. They're what we have been, been accustomed to for so many years, um, you know, with Drew Brees and, and, and uh, the offense that we have. We were accustomed to having a lot of yards and a lot of scoring opportunities and, um, and being successful in the red zone. So when, when that didn't happen early on, you know, you obviously you get concerned. Uh, the trade deadline passed uh, earlier. Uh, no moves by the Saints. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm trying to determine what the question would be, but I guess were you guys called? Did you guys get calls? Well, we talked to a couple um, teams about a couple of things, um, more in the acquisition area as opposed to trading somebody. We were we didn't really talk about trading anyone. Um, from our team, but we did talk to a couple teams about an acquisition, but um, I wouldn't say it ever got really serious. So you see kind of two schools of thought during this time, like Washington gets, they, they deal Montez Sweat, who you will face this week, assuming he plays, also Chase Young. They get a second rounder in 24 and a third rounder. I mean, I guess teams that are somewhat position heavy and just looking for some draft capital. Yeah, um, I think a lot of it determine, is determined by, you know, how, how you see the, the season playing out. Um, and then you look at the, you know, your roster and, and the team, the guys that are coming, um, coming up as free agents and whether, you know, what's your opportunity to re-sign them. There, there's a lot of factors that go into making a, a decision on, on trading a player. And then on the other side of that, it's, hey, who can help us now? Um you know, accomplish our short-term goals, um, or, you know, in, in some cases, um, you want an opportunity to have a player in your system and, and make a decision on having them for the long term. There, there seems to be, and maybe this is arbitrary, but there seems to be more movement in other leagues around the trade deadline than the NFL. Is that just based on, because, you know, trade deadline in the NBA, one, one guy and in, in, in the NHL can make significant impacts whereas in the nfl it's it seems a little more difficult i'm just curious yeah but i you know i never really looked at it from the standpoint of us versus another league i do think this you know when you have a hard cap um that makes things a little more difficult um to absorb a contract you know at this time of the year because typically a lot of teams including us are are you know up against the cap and so you have to maneuver um in order to add somebody um you don't generally don't want to take away um, salary cap from a future year. So it's just a little more diffi difficult logistically. And I'm, I'm not saying it had any impact on anything financially, but it, it was always, I'm probably the only guy that, that finds out. I'm the first guy Saturday that asks your team about practice squad elevations because I'm trying to get my board set. Uh, and you didn't have any this week. And I knew, and I knew you had the bug kind of going through, and it's been a while. I'd have to go back. I'm just, you know, not to have any practice squad elevations. Well, one, to me, it says that your team's in pretty good shape health-wise, and it just wasn't – you're not going to do it just for the heck of it because it counts as an activation. Right. Yeah, we have limitations on on activations. We did talk about 
uh, activating a player. Um, and yet it ultimately came down to, uh, let's save the activation um, for a time that's a little more critical. It, it, and you're right. You know, we've, we've been a team that, that uh, almost every week we're going to have an elevation if not to, um, and I think most teams are in that category, particularly once you get past the first four weeks of the season, because you've got a lot of players that are banged up. In our case, we had, you know, a bit of a, 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 a virus go through our team and we had a lot of guys that were ailing. And yet, man, a lot of guys that, that had the bug found a way to, um, to suit up and play on Sunday. Just curious, before we take the break, did that impact the administration did it go through with the building or was it kind of limited to the locker room? Yeah, we had a couple um, upstairs that were sick, but fortunately we, we're not counting on those guys on Sunday for the most part. <laughs> we will take a break. This is the Saints Hour. Mike Coss, along with Saints Executive Vice President Mickey Loomis back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. This is the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss, along with Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, talking about the Saints win over Indianapolis. We'll talk a little bit about Chicago. We've talked about the trade deadline and I just thought it was interesting just because it, we haven't seen it a lot. And that was a healthy Jamal Williams who had an impact, a healthy Alvin Kamara who had a huge impact. Uh, Kendra Miller, healthy, made you know a couple of catches or, and clearly Taysom Hill. But to have those four, right, healthy, no suspensions, back in this lineup, uh, and it just seemed like it was – I don't know. It just seemed like you had some, there's only one football. I get it, but man, you had some options because they have different skill sets, right? Yeah. Um, I, th I think the most important thing there is that, uh, look, when you're running the ball, well, you're gaining positive yardage in early downs. It makes the latter downs, um, particularly third down so much easier when it's third and three or third and two, as opposed to third and nine. And, uh, look, credit to our offensive line who I thought did, you know, had, really their best game uh, this last week in terms of 
not only protection, but in the run game as well. And so um, Andres Pete, who was one of those guys that, that had a bit of that virus, you know, he, he, he uh, um, showed up and had a nice game and, and a couple other guys in the offensive line that, that um, did a really good job and yet we're feeling under the weather. Um, yes, we've got, we've got guys that can run the ball. Alvin, obviously we all know about his skill set. Jamal Williams, you know, we get to see him healthy, uh, see what he can do. Obviously Taysom has got a package that, uh, is, is tough to stop. And, and, um, look, we even lined up Colin Saunders in the backfield and, and, uh, you know, that's, that's an effective and yet it's also fun to watch. Yeah, and he, you know, you can see almost the emotion and excitement in him. Now, Alvin said that, you know, usually he goes in for one play. This time he went in for like three or four or five. And it, you could see it was a different ball game for him. Yeah, he'll probably be asking for, you know, running back money here soon enough. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it's it's fun. Look, it gives, in, it gives our guys some energy, too. To, you know, you see someone do um, fill a role that, that isn't, you know, part of the ordinary course of the game and, and, uh, you know, Colin's such a great, uh, great kid. He's a great guy, not, not kid. He's a great man. He's fun to be around, very positive, has a lot of energy and to see him uh, be excited um, to be on the football field in that role. It's, I think it gives energy to our whole team. We talk about giving energy to your team. You know, I was looking back at Mike Thomas, so he had the most yards of his season was 68, the most yards per reception at 17. But if you look at he's this is his eighth game. And, it, and he, since 2019, he had only played in 10, uh, three in 22, none in 21, seven in 20. So he's almost played as many games this year as he has in the last three years. And, and you see it out there. And it's an offense that feeds on it. Yeah, and look, you know, Mike's just, He's, he's one of those players that, you know, if the ball's going to him, you can count on him catching it and and uh, and being physical and, you know, just doing Mike Thomas things that that uh, um, it's good to see. And I feel like each week, you know, it gets closer and closer back to, um, you know, how he was before he was injured. And so um, it's it's definitely important in terms of us winning, having, uh, you know, a player that on third down. Um, and you have to have it. He, he's, he always shows up. So um, we're certainly glad to have him back out there. And, and it's good to see uh, him getting back to uh, the Mike Thomas we all know. Yeah, he, he fought through the, the, the stomach bug as, as well. When, when you look at where this team is now through week eight, plus three in the turnover margin, that's ninth in the NFL, through week eight last year, you're minus nine, 32nd in the NFL. I mean, that's that's a difference of 12 turnovers in just eight games. I mean, that's not that's not the whole ball game, but that's that's a big ball of lax right there. Yeah, well, look, turnovers is is look that's the most important stat uh, in terms of winning and losing in our game. And um, if you're on the plus side of that, you give yourself a chance. That's for sure. Um, and a year ago, man, we, we put ourselves in in a tough situation a number of times. Um, and so, look, it's been an emphasis. It was an emphasis all uh, during training camp and the off season, and our guys have responded to that um, pretty well. When you guys went out and signed Rashid Shahid uh, as an undrafted free agent, paid him a little more, paid him, I think, 222 total. 
and I think he made 705 his first year. Now he's making, you know, 870, no prorated bonuses, no roster bonuses. Wow. What, what, I mean, great job for that. If your administration, the scouting department, I mean, I, that's just a, what, what a find, right? Yeah. That will look, that's a credit to, um, you know, the area scouts and, and the guys that are out there, you know, looking at every player at every school and, and finding some characteristics that they like. And, you know, he was, he was a good player and, and was identified early on. We talked about drafting him, you know, late in the draft and, and, uh, um, you know, luckily we, we, you know, we had, we had some scouts that had a good relationship with the player and with his, with his agent and, and um, you know, Darren Rizzi and the special teams coaches were involved in that as well, because we really saw him first as a returner um, a receiver second. And so we've been, I would say we've been pleasantly surprised um, how quickly he's developed as a receiver. And that's a credit to our coaches and, and um, to Rashid himself. Right. He's in the NFL right now. He's second in the NFL with six receptions of plus 40. Tyreek Hill leads. He's got seven. But Tyreek's done it with 61 receptions. Shahid's done it with 23. Uh, so that's that's amazing in and of itself. And my final question for this segment is kind of along that lines, but it's about a drafted player, and that's Jordan Howden. And his benefit, unfortunately, because Marcus May was out, which you don't want, but he was out. And then he was still dealing with the hamstring uh, and the illness this week. And so – but he just feels like he has just kind of grown as a fifth rounder. I mean, I guess, you know, one never knows, but uh, he's, I feel like he has just so, so has grown so much so early this year. Yeah. I, I think that, um, yeah, I think that's right. Look, he, he was called into action um, because Marcus was one of those guys that had a tough week in terms of illness. Um, didn't, didn't get to practice a lot. And so, you know, Jordan has come along far enough that, our coaches felt comfortable playing him. He did a night, really nice job. You know, he, had, he has the hand injury that hampers him a little bit, but um, yeah, he, he's done a nice job for us um, in sub downs. He's done a nice job on special teams and, and obviously he's done a nice job, you know, when he's gotten a chance to uh, play in the regular defense. So we're excited about him. I'm not surprised because look, I think our, our guys did a good evaluation in terms of, um, finding a player that was mature and smart and, and uh, would be a good pro. And he's been all of that. We are talking with Saints Executive Vice President Mickey Lewis. Got to take a quick break. This is the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back to the Saints Hour. Mike Koss with Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Lewis. The Chicago Bears come to town. The last time you played the Bears was the playoff game in 2021. You won 21-9 in front of 3000 people and it's 2021 like you know in the calendar doesn't feel very far away but that game feels like a lifetime away yeah it definitely feels like it was a decade ago um yeah that whole season was was so um surreal i guess is the right yeah, word i think that's perfect um and, and um yeah that does seem like a decade ago in fact I, to be honest with you, I don't remember a lot about the game. <laughs> it, it, it's, it was hard. I mean, I'll never forget the Tampa Saints game, the home, the home opener with nobody, right? You had your practice squad behind in the stands. They yep. had 
practice squad. I think back then the practice squad was still just like 11. And that yep. was it. I mean, you could hear Sean screaming at the – it was like – it was surreal. I don't ever want to go through that experience again, but it was the most unique football game I've ever attended or watched. Uh, again, it was just – it was a strange, strange time. I wanted to spend the rest of our time talking a little bit about the Bears because you, you go, all right, the Bears are 2-6. and six. Well, you know, I don't have Justin Fields. They must really be struggling. And they're eighth best on third down offense, fourth best in the red zone, sixth best rushing the football. They're ninth best passing the football. Uh, I mean, you know, sometimes the record doesn't always – you've got a team that can do some things offensively. Now, they struggled on defense, uh, obviously going to get Montez swept. But sometimes the numbers, you know, don't – the record doesn't tell the whole story. Yeah, look, they've done some good things, and and uh, they've they've been in some close games and and haven't been able to close the deal a couple of times. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that there's some there's some good signs of some things that they're doing, and yet they've also you know um, had the misfortune of having the quarterback hurt, um, having to go to a you know rookie backup um, who's done some good things as well. So. We'll have our hands full, you know, these games in the NFL, it's, it's any team can beat another team. It, it just, it's just the truth. And um, we can't afford to uh, not be on our A game um, come Sunday. And, you know, the other thing is this, is that we need, I, I was so impressed with, uh, you know, our crowd, our fans in, in weeks one and weeks two in particular, um, and we've got to give them, you know, a reason to be loud and proud. And, and uh, we've got to, we need to play well uh, in front of our home crowd. And so uh, we're looking forward to Sunday and looking forward to, you know, putting our best foot forward. And because these next, they're all, every game's important, but these next two are NFC games. And from the end of the season, that's, that, you know, it's, that's one of those deciding factors. I mean, you, you want to, you win your division, it doesn't, doesn't matter. I get that, but I'm just saying, these these next two before you hit that bye week, uh, as you know, there's a step up because it's conference games. Yeah, well, it's conference games, and it's remember this. You know, we're we're in a dogfight to win the division first, right? And so, right. one of the uh, things that is looked at is common opponents, and and so we're all going to play the uh, NFC North teams, uh, and so it's a common opponent, and and we're going to be measured against. What um, you know, Atlanta and Tampa and Carolina do against the same same opponents, and so um, it just puts a little extra emphasis on the importance of the game. Coming up a little later in the show, we're going to have Kai Harley, who was promoted uh, to your vice president. He was your VP of football administration. Now he's an assistant GM uh, of VP of football operations. I guess, first off, tell me about the promotion. And, and certainly I know just from talking to you and talking to him, uh, what he means to this, to this franchise and what, how his role changed. Yeah. Look, I, I think the promotion is just a little more reflective of what he's, um, what he's been doing for, you know, quite some time. Look, he, he's, he's a guy that we rely on that I rely on. Um, he, he's very smart. He's very talented. Um, he, he, you know, the assistant GM role, it's, it's really who, who are the sounding boards in our building when we're making decisions? Um, 
administratively, you know, and it, it's Kai, it's Jeff Ireland, it's Michael Parenton. And so it's just reflective of, of a role that he's had for a long time. And um, he, he's just a really valuable member of our administration, of our football operation. Um, probably a little bit of an unsung hero um, for us. Uh, a lot of good ideas come from him. Um, and so look, that the title just reflects that. Is there any amount of money I could pay you to do his job? <laughs> I've done his job. That's, you know, that's where I started. I guess uh, rather than before, before for years. So had, I've, I've done that job. And, right. and, and uh, I look, I know what it entails. And, and um, Kai, look, Kai's got a great um, ability to, to communicate effectively with, you know, everyone in our building, with our coaching staff, with, with our scouts and and he's just like I said he's a valuable member of our team and and look he'd be a he'd be a excellent general manager for someone uh, at some point as would as would Jeff Ireland and as would Michael Parenton. Well, thank you. Best of luck. You're right, man. This the Saints crowd are are sitting on the edge of their seat. You know, I'm sure they were going when they were watching the end of the game going man if we got some plays like that man we'd we'd explode so. Uh, good luck Sunday with the Bears and then up in Minnesota and then get that, that week off. But uh, putting back-to-back together will be big. So I appreciate your time as always. You bet, Mike. Take care. So let's pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints radio network. And as we talked about with Mickey Lemus, we will talk with the Assistant General Manager, Vice President of Football Operations, Kai Harley. Next, keep it right here on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, everyone, to the Saints Hour. Mike Austin, we're now joined by Kai Harley, the Assistant General Manager and Vice President of Football Operations. And it was August 22nd, I believe, right before camp this year. Um, you were originally the Vice President of Football Administration and then the Assistant General Manager, uh, VP Football Operations. Uh, same office? How, how does your job, tell me about, how did the job change for you? um uh, first of all thanks for having me on the oh, show you. um 
Look, I, I would say the 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 job is is very similar um, in that we've never really been you know huge on titles here. It's it's been hey, focus on your job, focus on the best way you can help the team, and help the team in as many different ways as you can. Um, so I think ultimately uh, this was uh, you know just a, a recognition of uh, some of the things that I've, I've done around here, rather than a distinct change in responsibility. The only reason I asked because you know, obviously in some places football administration is one thing, and football operation yeah. is is different. So I, I wasn't really sure if if I mean I know you know what you do and and your role, but I, I wasn't sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, for, for the administration part of the title, you know, that, uh, discusses maybe the primary responsibility, but not, uh, responsibility as a whole, as, you know, you and I have talked about in the past is, you know, I have my hands in a number of different things, um, and, and, and really, you know, Mickey allows us the opportunity to be exposed to a lot of different areas and, um, you know, it's it's all hands on deck to help us get to the places that we want to get to. And I just prior to having you on was talking to Mickey about you and and, you, and your mm -hmm. role. And he mentioned, you know, you need a sounding board. Mickey does. And Jeff Ireland and Mike Parenton and you. And my assumption is and completely tell me if I'm wrong, but he's got to have people that he that will say no to him. I mean, there's a lot of people in the building that will say yes to him to no matter what. But he's got to have people that he trusts and respects that are willing to say, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't think that's a good decision. Is that, is that a fair assessment? That, that I would say, yes, that that is a fair assessment. And I would say, uh, you know, great leaders take input from a lot of different places and they aren't scared of uh, opposition, if you will, or opposing viewpoints. Um, and they will hear those things out and then make the appropriate decisions. Um, and, and Mickey does a, a great job of, of that and allowing us to voice our, our opinions. Um, and then he makes those decisions. And as a collective, we move forward. So the 2023 season, this, this past off season, uh, you know, like, like a lot of teams, you, you start at a position over the cap and, and, and work your way under, but it felt like, you were able to do so in a, at least not a different way, but you were also able to sign Cam Jordan, Cesar Ruiz, and, and Zach Wood prior to the season or right at the start of the season. Uh, what was this past offseason like cap-wise and, and getting under the cap and still being able to do what you wanted to do? Yeah. Um, I mean, look, it's always a, a balancing act and, um, you know, you're, you're, looking at it not only in the current year, but projecting forward. Um, and you're trying to determine the, the nucleus of your roster and um, what what best is going to put you in position to compete and, and win your division and make it to the playoffs um, and put the best team out there that you possibly can. Now, with that, we obviously have limited resources, so you have to determine a time and place of when to act on uh, a, a deal and, and when maybe patience is the virtue. Um, but I think with each one of the players uh, that we were able to reach a, a extensions with, uh, obviously we saw a, a value in them and they saw a value in, in staying here and in, in, in the deals that we were able to get done. Um, and all of it is part and partial to the uh, 
try and put the entire team together and get the best 53 and 16 man practice squad that uh, gives you the best chance to win. And as one of your roles, as I read, and that's got to be one of the most important, and that's the strategic planning management of the cap, because it's, you know, it's almost like pool, right? You, you're, you're not just thinking about this shot. You got to think about the, the shot after that, this guy contract two years from now. And if he's up, who's available. I mean, it's the, it's the think the forward thinking of this job that I think is, is, is interesting. Yes. I mean, look, there's a interconnectedness of, of dealing with all of these things uh, from the standpoint, as you mentioned, you're looking at a particular contract and a particular player and how he's going to impact your roster in the current year, maybe two years down the road. But you're also looking from your uh, pro scouting department in who's going to be available the next summer uh, or the next uh, free agency period. Um, who on your roster you're expecting to improve uh, as a younger player who you might want to extend. Um, and then from the college scouting perspective is what positions might be plentiful in the draft, that, that upcoming draft where uh, you might be able to get someone to uh, contribute and, and help your team and you don't have to spend a lot of resources on. So you're trying to mesh all of these uh, processes and all of these departments together to figure out what's the best way again to get that best 53 and, and 16 that you possibly can. The cap is, and I, you know, I go from internet, so correct me, somewhere around 225 uh, for 23? Is that the cap? Yeah, just under. It's 224.8. Right. And I was reading same internet, but they, they say possibly by 2026 that the salary cap could hover around 300 million. Like, did, like who, who would have any, like you go, yeah, or that's impossible. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but yet I don't think you can get into a, a get into the business of, of spending money before you have it. Right. Um, Cause obviously if we were sitting there in uh, 2000, call it uh, 2019, 2020, no one would have projected that the cap would have went down in 21, right? right? So uh, you have to be very careful with your budgeting as, as you do with your family and budgeting at home, right? So you have to look at what realistically do you expect to come in now? Generally speaking, the cap typically grows, you know, anywhere from seven to 12 million a year on average. Um, and, and yet the higher the cap goes, the lower percentage that actually is. So if the cap grew, for argument's sake, $10 million every year, well, that's a lower percentage every year. And you have to account to for the contracts and the players that are already on your books that are all increasing as well. Um, so I would love for the cap to go up that much, and yet I can't bank on that. I have to deal on what is. And I think we, we typically try and be a little more conservative with where we view the growth coming from. Um, and then if it's more than that, then that just gives us more leeway, more runway to deal with. And, and isn't it all just kind of relevant? I had a buddy in college and now he's, he's very, very wealthy. And he goes, and I was like, man, you're you know, a gazillionaire. He goes, well, you know what? It's like my house, my cars, he goes, everything else, it ends up being about the same. So if the cap goes up, you know, this sort of, is it still kind of just relevant? It's not like you get 58 players, right? You still got 53. <laughs> they just get yeah. more. 
Yeah, you, you, you just have to determine how you're allocating that. So again, just because you have more doesn't necessarily mean that everything costs more or that you have to spend more to get the same value, right? So what you're really looking for is, is value. So, you know, if, if your friend is the gazillionaire and wants the, you know, really expensive car, well, is the value of that expensive car that much more than the, you know, Toyota Corolla that he could have bought, right? Now, it might have a few more luxury features, but is that worth it to him? And to him, it might be, but to Warren Buffett, who buys, you know, cheaper cars, it's not. So it, it all depends on what your focus and, and where your values are. We are talking with Kai Harley, Assistant General Manager, VP of Football Operations. We'll take a quick break. Back after this on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Welcome back. This is the Saints Hour. Mike Hoss with Kai Harley, Assistant General Manager, Vice President of Football Operations. And we had the Saints had been in for a, a while in a rough patch when it concerned dead money. Right. And with Drew, we, I think we just stopped paying Drew, I think, last either this year or last year. And we see Tampa. I mean, it, it, that is the cost of success sometimes. Right. Tampa's like 77 million in dead money. Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. When you put your chips to the middle of the table and say we're in a win now uh, operation, this is the price you pay. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, look, it, it's as you say, it's the cost of doing business um, and, and yet. You always have to determine uh, your your appetite for how much you want to take on and how much risk you want to put out there and, and what that risk is doing to your opportunity to win, not only in the year you take that risk, but maybe in the year after you take that risk. Um, so all of those things are, are balanced out. And um, yeah, I mean, we, there, there's always going to be a certain amount of dead money. And I think when you look league wide, um, there's probably a little more dead money um, on average than what we've had traditionally. And some of that is an aftershock from, you know, COVID and the cap going down. And uh, some of it is just teams uh, taking a different approach to how they're building their rosters. But no matter which way uh, you, you look at it, you always have to account for it and decide what's best for your organization and your team. Because that's the one, uh, even Kai Harley, the cap guru can't, can't impact dead money, right? I mean, it is what it is, right? Well, it, it's the beauty of our league is that, look, every dollar you spend is going to be accounted for, whether you account for it today, tomorrow, or the next day. Um, that is, or, or at least has been, the great equalizer. Um, and that's why we have the parity that we have um, around the league. And, um, you know, there's going to be a certain st strategy involved with how you approach it. Um, and yet everybody has to deal with similar circumstances. Is it, and, and, and I'm just going to, you know, if you say whatever, you know, it feels like you have the base salary and that these contracts, you know, they're all back. They feel like they're backloaded. And now we're doing the roster bonus front loaded because we can spread that out. We don't really think they're going to get to the fifth year of this backloaded contract. So that's, is that a, generic way of, of describing a little bit. I'm not saying you or this team, uh, but how you kind of, how do you, how do you fix it sometimes? Um, I mean, look, I, I, I would say that that's one way of looking at one particular contract. And yet 
those things will vary depending on the player, right? So if you sign, call it a, you know, 23 year old kicker for five years, you're probably expecting him to be that, that five years, right? If you sign a, you know, 38 year old, you know, uh, linebacker, which would be very unusual, but if you signed a 38 year old linebacker, you're probably not expecting five years. So all of these things, you know, sort of work on a pendulum uh, with the particular uh, role and talent of the player involved. You've got an accounting degree from Rutgers. I'm, my assumption is math was always your thing uh, growing up. But what, what, as a kid or a young teenager or even going to college, what was the, was it football? Was it sports? Was it, and I know you worked at Bloomberg. So what was, you know, where was math going to take you? Um, I mean, look, I, I would say I, I, I've always had an aptitude for math. Um, you know, growing up in elementary school and in high school, uh, I would say, athletically speaking, uh, I was more of a basketball player in, in high school. Um, and once I got to college, it was more, um, what am I doing for a career? You know, I'm, you know, about five, five and a half basketball wasn't going to be a career for me. <laughs> um, and it was like, you know, I, I started my accounting degree and I, I, I was, pretty good at it. And then I got a job in, in finance um, while I was still an undergrad and sort of went from there. But uh, eventually it was just like, where, where does your passion lie? And my passion has always lied in sports, but at a younger age, I didn't know exactly how to go about making that a career. And, you know, it took me entering a career field and realizing that I wasn't happy doing it to say that I need to pursue something different and figure out a way to make it work as opposed to wondering how it works. I know it was a long time ago and I get it. The game has changed because of, you know, uh, and, but in 2002, you worked for the league office and one of your, mm -hmm. your jobs was to check on teams to make sure they were doing what they were supposed to be from a salary cap situation. Now you're that guy. Did that experience at all help you in, in, in what you do now? It's, it certainly did. Um, I mean, look, when you're talking to 32 different clubs and you're looking at every contract that comes through and you're helping clubs determine contract language, contract structure when they need assistance, uh, it, it gives you a, a certain background of understanding the intricacies of how a lot of these things work and how you'll utilize them if, if given the opportunity. So um, that was certainly a, a you know, fertile uh, learning environment to to be in, to um, sit in the seat that I've, I've sat in once I've come here. Prior to that, or before, even before that, when you worked at Bloomberg as a financial analyst, as domestic and international bond markets, I mean, I could go on in my head, my eyes would roll back in my eyes. Um, do players and coaches still, do they, do they, hey, you know, do they still ask you financial? I mean, cause you're still the guy. Uh, I, I would say not not high level finance questions, but I, I, I still get questions. You follow it though, right? You still still follow the market, and you're still you can't tell no, no. out of that. Really, really, I don't. I'm, I'm I'm focused more on football and and how do we get this team where we want to go? Um, which again is ironic because when I worked in finance, I spent a lot of time thinking about football, right? 
Um, so now that I'm in football, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about finance. You know, oh, that's what you call finding your passion. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, I, you know, we get to do this once or twice a year, and I, I always appreciate it. I always learn a, a great deal. Uh, continued success. Uh, best of luck the rest of this season, and uh, thanks for being with us tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Chicago Bears Sunday from what we hope will be a rocking Caesars Superdome. The Bears one and three at home, also one and three on the road. But as Mickey and I said earlier, pretty stout in a lot of the offensive categories, third down, red zone, rushing touchdowns, passing touchdowns, where they have struggled, it will be on defense, specifically defense against the pass. The Saints, two more games, both against the NFC before that bye week, home with Chicago, then back on the road in the NFC North against Minnesota. The Vikings today, one of those teams who did get some trade action in before the deadline. They traded for quarterback Josh Dobbs out of Arizona with Kirk Cousins being out. So the Saints will face the Vikings, not this week, but in two weeks. And then finally, week 11, they will have their bye. And then week 12 after their bye week at Atlanta. Lots of football still to come. My thanks to Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis, also Assistant GM and Vice President of Football Operations Kai Harley. Thanks for listening, everyone, to the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.